So, what are we calling this thing? Um, the Brick Nebula podcast. Sounds good. This evening on Brick Nebula, we have a special guest of Joe Mino, and unfortunately we did have a few microphone problems, so please bear with us. So let's plug your magazine. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? We'll advertise for you for free. <laughs> you don't advertise it quite yet. Um, no. Actually, the magazine's name is Brick Journal. It should be coming out pretty darn soon. I, like I said, I would love to give you an exact date, but it's, it's going to be in April. Well, community magazine. That's all I can really say. Um, how many are involved in the project? Um, there's a staff of about three other assistants, Jimmy. There's a, and there's a staff of two writers, but that's coming and going actually. A real person named Timmy, or is that a joke? Uh, no, that's a little joke. <laughs> oh, yes, there are three other assistants that work with me. Are they there in North Carolina, or spread out across the spread virtual out. world um, out there? One's in D.C., one's in Pennsylvania, one's over in uh, oh, sorry, South Carolina. So your main target audience are going to be? AFOLs and the general public. Cool. How about distribution? I don't know. <laughs> Is it That's an, on- an online is, thing? Yeah, this is meant to be an online thing. Let's talk about the moon-based stuff. <laughs> no, your magazine sounds exciting. Let's talk about your Star Wars Legos here. Uh, no. The we're looking at it. Oh, that's right. Star Trek. What am I talking about? <laughs> there is a difference. I've got Star Wars on the brain. So, uh, yeah, those were made... Good Lord, those were made about three, four... About three years ago. I'm, I'm looking at your bird of prey right now. Wow, oh, that one was a fun one because I figured out how to build it while driving an I-95. <laughs> yeah, I had to pull off the road, sketch it out, and get back on the road. <laughs> really? Honest? I, I believe. <laughs> oh, I mean, the whole idea came from the 2x2 um, two two, um, dishes. I was just, while I was driving, I was just thinking, 2x2 two two dishes stacked together with like, what? Ooh. Quickly followed by, and then I needed to do this. Then I'd have to use a one mic. Then I had, then it got worse and worse. And finally, I pulled off the road, did a sketch of it, and went back on. I'm very happy with the road. Directions. You go down I-95. Oh. <laughs> so you get to the exit to Benson, and then oh, those other branches. Oh, sorry. Uh, um, teasing. <laughs> Actually, I don't have any directions because I'm really incompetent when it comes to Eldra. Aren't we all? Well, talking in Eldra is just a whole different animal. But if you want instructions, I can always go around with my camera and take it apart. <laughs> and then try and put it back together again. You still have it together? Hmm? It's still, yeah, it's still around. I keep most of my, uh, most of my models are still around in the airport. So, but, um... Yeah, Enterprise was the toughest one to build, actually. I mean, the Excelsior? Excelsior was the easiest, because once I figured out, well, the first one that was built actually was Reliant, mainly because it was a, what if I could do this? And it was like, wow, I can do it. Which then meant I had to build Enterprise to go with it. Now, Reliant was actually the first one out of the group that was built, and that was basically um, a proof of concept at that point, because I honestly didn't know if I could do it. And um, after that, that basically led me to doing Enterprise because you can't have Reliant without Enterprise, and that turned out to be really difficult because the warp pod supports were almost impossible to figure out, and it took me more took me about three days to figure that one little part. After that, everything was easy, and then after that came out Celsteer, then the space station, and then the Burger Prey. 
Actually, uh, Klingon Shepard was built after Enterprise, because I like the Klingons more. You notice that there's not a lot of fat Captain Kirk's at Star Trek mentions, but a lot of fat Klingons. <laughs> That's the whole appeal, right? Yeah. Now, actually, design-wise, uh, the Klingon ships are infinitely cooler looking than the Federation ships. And, um, of course, I'm going to be shot in the for that remark, but that's just me. Um, the old Klingon ship from the old series, I really, really enjoy. And it was a fun challenge to build those. So you think about the new series? Uh, Enterprise? Yeah. Cool. Unfortunately, it didn't hold my attention all the time. Are you sad so, to see it go? Not particularly. Enterprise dropped the soap. <laughs> I watched what? the... I watched, it dropped the soap and deserved whatever it got. <laughs> I watched the last two episodes Friday, and they were just god-awful. I mean, it was just plain bad. People, so were, what sli- I... people were slipping out of character. Oh, they man. had a weak, weak tie-in to a Next Generation episode. The only thing was, uh, we already knew what happened from watching the Next Generation episode years and years ago, so mm-hmm. there was no excitement at all involved. Oh, that's really lame. It was a, a Riker and Troy went on a holodeck type thing to the old Enterprise type show. Mm-hmm. And it was just bad. Well, I just I, I just really missed the classic Star Trek. Precisely because of the bad acting cheesy effects. But by golly, when Kirk went down and did something, he went down and did something. By God. By God. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, my I mean, favorite. Next generation was pretty cool in its own right, but I'm I'm sorry, Scotty and Kirk again. Scotty's my favorite character. Period. I think my favorite of the series was uh, DS9. That entire group worked very very well together. Yeah, I saw quite a few of those, but unfortunately, I ended up not watching TV for about two years. About the time that I kicked into uh, its stride, so I missed out on all the good episodes. Yeah, I ended up watching it in reruns because I was in school when it was first running. Oh no, what school? Case Western Reserve. Okay, good. College. All right. Don't scare me. <laughs> hey, we're old old men here, so you don't have to worry about it. Okay. Yeah, it's like when people say school, I have to actually sit and think on it. <laughs> I watched Star Trek: The Next Generation in college. I think so too. Yeah, I caught the tail end of it when I was still in college too. Yeah, the tail, the last, the last couple of years of the next generation were incredible. Yeah, but there's a big difference between season one and the other seasons. Well, but you have to expect that for all these because you have to get the environment set up and also the character set. Up. So you have to endure like the first two years, and then after that, they actually have enough written to play off of what they've done before. Endure was the right word. Yeah. <laughs> but I've seen some of the uh, Enterprise episodes this year that were okay. But that's about it. Yeah, Enterprise, Enterprise had a couple of uh, average or maybe slightly above average episodes this year, and there were a couple last year. Mm-hmm. And up until the finale this past weekend, I would have said, eh, it was a hair above average. It was at least enjoyable to watch. But now that I saw these last two episodes, my uh, belief is it should have been killed after the second episode in season one. 
boy, that's pretty bad. I mean, it was, it was just revolting. There were there were a couple of episodes this past season that I started. I had them TV'd and I started watching them, and I couldn't finish. I just couldn't finish. Oh, that's bad. I'm trying to think of any noteworthy Enterprise shows. None of them come to mind. <laughs> I'm trying. Nothing's there though. Nope. Uh, you need a shuttle. Things? You need an old style shuttlecraft. Yeah, a Galileo. Mm -hmm. Galileo Seven. Yeah, I need. I need to build one of those. Other um, than that, I need to build a runaway. I mean, runabout too. Um, Defiance is almost too blob a shape for me to really think about. But somebody has actually built uh, Deep Space Nine. and Eldra and actually built it. That was pretty darn sweet. Yeah, the yellow can Tarak Nor is really cool. Yeah, I mean, unbelievably nice. So, my big question to you is, why aren't there any Star Trek builders out there? They're not? Not very many. There used to be a lot more, I think. Yeah, um, yeah that's just a question, because I'm like... You would think that there would be a lot out, but there's not as much as you could, you know, assume. And, you know, things like, nobody's done a Lego tricorder yet. There's been phasers. I know that. Yep. I made phasers out of the light and sound sets years and years ago. I know somebody else who did that, too, and I was like, darn, why didn't I do it? Because back then, I didn't know they exist. I was, I was turning my car to you got a phaser. A Klingon disruptor. That's right. <laughs> Klingon. Looks good. Thank you. Actually, that was a very fun thing to try and build because it's such a bizarre shaped item. And uh, after a uh, Seward Ammonian on uh, from Brooks to Boston built his phaser, I just had to go, well, I can't build that, but I can build this. I want a Lego Batliff. That would be cool. A what? Lego Batliff. Oh gosh. Oh man, that would be funny. <laughs> uh, one of the guys over on my pub, um, Gareth Bowler from Brooks Boffin's fame, he built um, uh, he built uh, the Shards of Narsal. For a display, gorgeous. Also did a archive blade, which was basically a slap with a with a spike on the end. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can actually swing it around. He actually broke it so you can swing it around. So like, I was pretty impressed with him. He didn't have to glue it, did he? Nope. He used a lot of Technic um, um, parts and pins to bolt the whole thing together. Oh wow. Yeah. Ooh, you get a link. Was that on Brickshelf? Yes, it is on Brickshelf. Um, I don't know what it's... Actually, go over to my Brickshelf account and look over... I did take pictures of the Lord of the Rings display. It should be listed as Lord of the Rings display. And, um... His, um... Life-size weaponry is on display. Set under... December train show... Foul for Fairfax. Foul for Fairfax. Get me. Hang on, let me go. Let me go wander there. I haven't been to my own gallery in a while. <laughs> There's no telling what I put there. 
Yeah, you thought you were going to get, get a podcast for You're wrong! You are just wrong! We can't afford music. <laughs> you are also wrong! You would think I would have it. Ah, L-O-T-R display. It's on the top of the second page. Ah. Oh, second page. Ah, I see. Yeah. There with your beautiful niece. <laughs> She's older now. And she. there's actually a picture that I'm going to put in the publication um, of her building. She took over one of my projects while I wasn't looking. <laughs> that, uh, you know that creator set with the house? Really, you know, the building bonanza set? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was about halfway through building it and working on the roof. And she goes wandering up, climbs up on the chair when I stepped away from it and started grabbing all the pieces which I had sorted. You know, sort it all out, and she started building. And what was funny was that the way that she builds, of course, is getting all the things from the little container into the big container. <laughs> so after about 15 minutes, the entire interior of the house just filled with all the leftover bricks. And she's done. She's happy, and she leaves. And I have to go back and resort everything. <laughs> But it was so cool watching her, and I ended up taking some pictures of her, and she's just, you know, she actually reached over, and she's like two now. She reached over and grabbed the instructions, looked at those, and then got all the pieces from the small boxes and put it into the big box. And just kept on going her merry way. That's the funniest thing to watch. Sting is awesome. Sting is slick. And not the singer either. Yeah. When he but the, uh, that, the, blade, the blade is awesome. Yeah. When he showed that, I was just in shock because it actually is Hobbit scale. <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, you can be geek on this. I was like, it was the right size that felt right. It was just ridiculous. Ah, there's the Reliant. Okay. You just now found it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just thought, oh, you didn't know I had a second page. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> well, I saw the the Reliant fighting the Enterprise, and I saw the little movie. I was going to download that later. <sighs> Never remind me. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten up to three pages on Bookshelf, and every once in a while I know that Kevin flinches whenever I do a download. Because it's like... I, I have a bad sense of sending like 70, 80, 100 pictures. Yeah, I wish Brickshelf was just a little bit more user-friendly, like Gallery, for manipulating images around. Yeah, well, I wish Brickshelf also allowed people to present their email addresses at will, because sometimes it's nice to know who actually built these things. <laughs> and send them some kudos. It's no for me. Sometimes I actually do chase after people to figure out how they built something. Stalker. Hmm. Stalker. <laughs> so it's it's just frustrating. And now that I'm working on the publication, um, it's just another hurdle. To go yeah, especially if you want to put something in your magazine. Uh huh. Mm -hmm, I can see that. So, 
But, yeah, I've, I've actually sent some emails to some various people who have posted and gotten to know them. Pretty neat. Some of the things I've ended up learning. And I've also got nailed by a couple of people because I have my email address for some of my stuff. And that's been pretty neat, too. Some horror stories? No horror stories. Actually, I can give you a lot of great stories. Hey, we got plenty of time. <laughs> okay. Um, one of the things, one of the, actually, one of the great things about the hobby is, strangely enough, Brickshelf gets display and show things between basically everybody in the entire world. Um, or those who choose to look. Well, one time... I got an email that just stated innocently enough he he took the red one. And that's a reference to Lilo and Stitch. Uh, and the spaceship that he took. And mm-hmm. if you take a look on my um, gallery, I did do the Stitch ship. Uh, and where is it? I think it's on the It's on... Third page. How did it get all the way down uh, there? Fifth one... Fifth line down, third one over. Yeah, I saw that when you released it. A lot of people did. And it's actually probably one of the best ships I've built. Because it actually... I actually had to follow a model and make it work. So, And it was big enough such that I could actually find it very well. But uh, I got enough things... What did, that, what, did, what did you use for your reference? I actually had to buy um, the Lilo and Stitch, uh, the making of Lilo and Stitch book. It had one sketch of the ship, and I used that. Uh, the same perspective, or side perspective, or? It was a three-quarter view. Okay. And uh, that was basically what, I, that was all the reference I really needed, because there are a couple other pictures that I can uh, rip off from the movie. So, um, I think I had to no, I think they had a second. Oh, but um, the email I got with, with the title line there was from a guy who built his version. And his version actually had a uh, gun bay that opened up and closed, which mine doesn't. So there was a point of envy there. And, uh, but I took a look at his email and noticed that it had an email address that was jsc.nasa.gov. And so I sent on my first email, I sent back to this person, um, do you work at NASA? And he went, yes, I work over at Johnson Space Center. What do you do? I train astronauts for spacewalks and direct them on missions. And when he answered that question, I was pretty much lost for the rest of the day. And, um, got to know him and correspond more with him. And what was really cool was that I ended up getting to meet him at Houston before I went um, uh, before I went to the Cybrick function over in Houston. And oh, wow. Yeah. And what was really cool was that, you want to tour the place? He's like, sure. No, VIP tour. Okay, what's up? You'll find out. So I showed up a day early to do the VIP tour to Johnson Space Center, and I got to see everything. 
Oh wow. It was really cool. Um, Did he show your his Lego collection too? Well, that was what was really cool. We spent the entire freaking day going all over the place. You know, he said, "Okay, we gotta go here." And, it's like, and then he gave me, takes me to this really dull-looking '50s warehouse-looking building, and it's like, "Oh, what's up with this? Oh, this is the old Mission Control." Okay, so we go in, and we get to this really big door. And he, it's like this, right in here. Just open the door. And I open the door, freak it open a little, take a peek in, and lo and behold, it is Mission Control, the real thing. And I open the door completely and go, "Now you can walk in." And I look up, and there's all these tourists taking pictures, and I'm down there actually in the place, and then it hit me what was going on. And that was the whole tune of the entire day. He took me to the real mission control. He took me to the big swimming pool where they do uh, weightless training. All this stuff. And then at the end, we get together at the parking lot, and we show our LEGO creations. <laughs> <laughs> And that was probably the coolest thing out of the whole thing because after all the stuff, all the overload I had, we were still able to get back together at the end and show off, well, here's my ship. Here's my ship. Here's my astronaut. Here's this. <laughs> and it was just so, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen happen because you know, here's this guy who's high up. And he still builds, and he builds not bad at all. So it was that was a lot of fun. And that that was one of the great things about having the kind of friction. You pay attention. Um, well see that that's a, such a funny uh, different perspective than a lot of people around here have taken. That a lot of people when they build something, they put it on brick shelf, they announce it on Lugnet, and then they feel like everybody's got to one-up them, and they and they whine and complain that's like, you know, I introduced this building, and then somebody else has got to turn around and introduce a building that looks almost exactly the same, but has some better modification to it. <laughs> well, it's <that's>, like, <laughs> oh, that's confusing. <sighs> Innovation with creation, I guess. Um. I quit posting on LugNet basically for that reason. Uh, I don't. Every once in a while, I'll post a creation, but most of the time I don't because a there are some things that I can't talk about that I'm doing. Um, Lego Factory is one of the things that I can talk about that I couldn't beforehand. So I couldn't post anyways. But there are some other things where it came down to the fact that bad controversial statements, but I'll say it anyways. It used to be that the same people were on Lugnet, and so I wanted I wanted to hear comments from people A, I knew, and different people. The people that I keep track of online now give me the comments that I really pay attention to. Uh, Lugnet is a great start to get that network started, but after a while, you don't necessarily need it. And having the atmosphere of one up and whatnot, it, it doesn't appeal to me. I build because I build. And my gallery is basically my um, archive of what I built. So, you know, I yeah, I have a very different view in that, that 
have to understand. And um, I think that one of the things that's happening now to Lugnet is just that it's, there's a very strong danger of it stagnating because of all the things that happen as a play session. And uh, there needs to be something, something has to be done to create an outreach. Well, what, what seems to be happening is that uh, the community is becoming more and more fragmented. It's, it's uh, people have gone off and they started their own forums that are not Lugnet related. They're creating their own little subgroups that are maybe every once in a while say something on Lugnet, but everything, you know, the rest of the time they're off in their own little community now. Yeah, and is that a good thing? That's the first question that I would ask. And my personal opinion is, I don't think it's a very good thing. People split off into their own communities to go back to living once in a while, but what's happening is that the fragmentation is happening because people are going off in their different directions, but there's no way to fill in those people who have left. And yeah. that's dangerous. You know, in the long run, it's a very dangerous thing, and that's one of the basic reasons why I I'm working on this publication. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm more than a little worried about them, like that right now. Uh, well, the other thing is everybody seems to be getting caught up in arguments and, uh -huh. <laughs> and a bunch of useless stuff. Uh -huh. And if you're going to have that, and if somebody who wants to join the community sees that and you know. And interprets that as a first impression. Ow. Yeah. That hurts. Um, okay, uh, back to space. Yeah. <laughs> back to, sorry. We, we start walking. No, that's fine. So, what else about space? Um. Didn't you start the whole sea monkey movement? I didn't start it. Felix Rickett did. Felix okay. Did. You just helped. Moving along, didn't you? I was the second wind. <laughs> that was about the best way to put it. Because he started off with ideas and he started playing around with it, and it took me a couple tries, and I understood what, what he wanted. And we both ended up yakking for two months from then off, uh, two months before breakfast, figuring out the SEMA. So. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of, lot of, and it was a lot of questioning left and right. And uh, we probably have the only thing that has a complete history. What, um, can we find that history? Or am I... Uh, actually, if you go over to Lugnet... Treat uh, me as a newbie, because I'm, I, I am a space newbie. Oh, silly me, silly me. Let me go... Go What's to Lugnet.com. And we'll... Go to Lugnet.com and then go over to news groups and go over to Aquism. Okay. I'll find it from there. Uh, actually, hopefully it should be... Uh, actually, Felix did write a history... Okay, if you go over to the... You go to the Aquism page, uh, links and resources to the Aquarium. Go there. Ah. Yep. We'll, pass, we'll post this on the... Podcast. I mean, there are some absolutely the history and timeline you have to read because there's some things that 
there's a reference to um, the Nautilus uh, that I put in because, well, I built the Nautilus, and I figured it, it could fit in, and um, Felix actually managed to fit every single aqua theme into this. The great unification theory. Yeah, and it was, when I read it, when I read his draft, I was just like, wow. Because I, the only thing I really wanted to do was just come up with, you know, how things happen in a really general manner. He came up with precise times and things, and I, and I managed to throw in a little of the um, Nautilus bit, including the fact that the Nautilus actually were the first humans to encounter the sea monkeys. Fortunately, nobody knows that because the sub was sunk with the journal. So it's like which then led to the journal being found by Ogle a century later. Ogle? Yeah. From Alpha Team? Yeah. <laughs> he managed to get that in. See, all of this started out. You know, I started getting into it when I started making Alpha Team uh, Mission Deep Sea additional ships. I came up with like a rescue ship, and then I came up with this armored ship, and then I came up with something for Ogle called the Manta. But then that's when I started getting curious about the sea mites, and I started with a really lousy couple of first steps. But then once I understood what was the design sense, I managed to pull off a couple of them pretty decent things. Unfortunately, I can't do anymore. My brain is exhausted on it. Uh, but there are some really cool things that were done by So, we'll chew your just a little bit more. What was your involvement with Moonbase? Uh, at the Moonbase meeting over at Breakfast, there was basically what in the name going on? <laughs> Very little involvement, if any. Um, it started, what, back in 2002? Yeah, and that was actually the first time I went to Breakfast. Uh, same here, I think. Yeah, and I just literally wandered in. Actually, you were the first person I met. <laughs> and, yeah, really, Mike Huffins, Lily, was the first person I met from Breakfast. So all the good times came from that first impression. <laughs> Scary thought. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I, I was in the room when they were busy developing the idea, and unfortunately, I wasn't too terribly attentive, because I don't like standards. I... I hear ya. <laughs> I build because I build. And that's all there is to it. Sorry. If I want to build something on standard, I gosh, I should build not so that's one reason why I have I was forced to build moon-based modules this year, but it took me two years to figure it out. <laughs> Forgive my bad attitude. You're going to be displaying that one? Moon-based module, you're going to be displaying that one? Uh, actually, uh, uh, it was last seen over at the Air and Space Museum, uh, off both of the moon-based modules, and they both had a horrendous death when uh, a Wormalog member left the modules in a box on my car trunk and it slid off the top. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was fun. That was very funny. This was the, this was the, um, the uh, display where I got rear-ended anyway. 
And uh, so I got ruined it in the morning. I made it two hours late. Did the display of what was left of it. And then all my moon base modules got destroyed at the end. <sighs> Sounds like one of my days. Oh, you had to look at it and just laugh at it because the person who rear-ended me was a fellow member. Um, <laughs> you can't get too upset at her. And then, um, you know, and her guy got more messed up than mine. And, oh, uh, no. so, and the guy who, you know, left the module to go, he was so upset. And I was like, oh, with a day like this, this is basically no big deal for me. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm going, there'll be some um, stuff for the publication that's going to be built. Hint, 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 hint. Oh, cool. Yeah. Every theme is going to have something from the publication. Hint, hint, hint. Except for maybe tech, because we haven't figured out what to do. Does that mean you want us to build something for it? <laughs> if you want to, I'm going to be building some stuff. If you guys take a look at the um, at my gallery, there's a ship called the uh, Paparazzi Starship. Never got finished. Well, looks like I'm going to finish it for this. I'm sure I can come up with something. So that's the, the, the micro one, though. <laughs> no, no, no. That, no, that you no, have... No, that's the mini no, the, 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 it's on your bookshelf. That's the micro version. Uh, no. <laughs> no? No, the Paparazzi Starship is a mini pig game. Ah. Honestly. It's, um, doesn't look that. Doesn't look like it on on bookshelf. Uh, hold on, let's see. You might be looking at um, SP Starship um, three. Over there. SP Starship. The official oh, name oh, of oh, it is oh, oh. Uh, George Eastman, named after the guy who was behind Kodak. I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. And the uh, backstory to this particular vessel is that it was a successful way back when I was taken in by the paparazzi, bought it, and refitted it, so no weapons, whole boatload of um, cameras and Camera. Well, one of these days you'll have to explain to us your whole paparazzi camera uh, space connection. <laughs> that was based on a guy, uh, Nick Patos of Bomalud actually dubbed the space paparazzi on a uh, Lugnet post. Because I have the possibly one of the largest cameras anybody's ever had for a digital camera. <laughs> it does look like a tricorder. I remember that camera. I still have it too. It's serving me well, even though I've dropped it multiple times. I think we still have one of your pictures from that camera. Oh my gosh. See, now that's an achievement right there. <laughs> yeah, it has a Polaroid <laughs> printer in it. And so, basically, it's large because it has to house your print. And um, because I was always around with that, I was dubbed the Space Paparazzi, which led uh. of a space, basically, freelance photographer or photojournal who just um, goes around and takes pictures and video footage and this central base, which has yet to be built, but he has his own starship, has its own shuttle at this point. Cool. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun building stuff like that. And um, the color scheme of red and white comes from both my high school and my college colors. 
I went to NC State in their cars. Well, of course, better than white. When it's red and gray. Actually, no, it would have to be red and, red and blay. Don't get me started on that one. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Don't even think of it. For another time. Uh, actually, my, my, only, my only comment on it is, like, if Lego would have just given us a full stock of comparable pieces, I would not think. For another time, and maybe after a few beers. <laughs> well, see, after a few beers, you won't know the color difference anyway. <laughs> You're True. correct about that one. I can speak from experience. <laughs> now, the other one other thing I wanted to ask you, um, with your with your involvement in space, um, Dave and I have been trying to start a little space club here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. But uh, so won't you give us like your top three recommendations for starting a space club or ideas? Where, where are you, Ohio? Yeah. How far is that from Dayton? Uh, hour and a quarter. Two hours away. My first thing is to expand it to a flight-oriented club because some I would my given assumption is that there are people who are interested in that Ohio. Um, the other thing with Wright Pat being over in Dayton for those that don't know. Hmm? I said for Wright Pat being over in Dayton for those that don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. The second thing is trying um, get a core group yet. I'm sorry. Do you have a core group of people? Uh, you're talking to them. Okay. Can you guys handle this flight? I. Well, we're gonna try. We're we're doing something called Marcon. Uh huh. Uh, Dave's actually leading that one, and it's a uh, multiple reality. Multiple alternative realities. Thank you. Cool. And it's uh, basically, you, there's a lot of fat Klingons and... Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. Oh, goody, goody, goody. Oh, this is great. Um, Death riding on a bicycle. Uh, chicks, fat chicks in spandex dressed up as fairies that really shouldn't be in spandex or dressed up as fairies. Going, setting up for an event is a great thing to get interest up. Uh, would you want some help? You ask it? Yes, I am. No, I can't go um, but, but would you want some assistance? Sure. Send me, an e- uh, send me a mailing address, and I'll send you stuff to I'll send okay. you some models. Some models? Things, yeah. One of the great things about Microscale is that you can send those things anywhere. Okay. No, I mean, really. I'm Really, uh... uh most of my stuff is somewhere around, like the uh, XB70 battery, which is actually displayed in Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I have a model of that. I'll send it without a problem. It's displayed in Ohio? Yeah. The Valkyrie I can s- yeah. I can see a Joe Minow creation here in Ohio. <laughs> you can see one anywhere. Actually, <laughs> it's been, you know, I've sent some stuff to Cincinnati through Adrian Gray. Ah, Adrian. Contact His name him. comes up again. Contact him. He's more than, he's more than willing to help out. But I don't think we have been in contact with. Yeah, I can send off the Star Trek ship. If you want those, I'll send those off too. Um, I'll, I'll, I have to be out of town for the weekend that uh, Mark on is. That's why I can't attend. Ah, okay. 
I'm uh, uh, basically what's happening is our train club is uh, we're going to have since it's a, a multiple alternative reality thing we're going to have uh, a display that's like town train and then I think we're going to have an area for space and moon based modules and stuff like that there's there's a few people within the club that have actually made moon based modules that we're going to try to interconnect together we've got a monorail that hopefully Paul will send the uh, the space monorail uh, engine for or not engine but the you know with the, the the space monorail piece that goes on top of it so hopefully we'll get that integrated and then um, I, I think last year last year's theme was Godzilla so you know our club the the train club is noted for the the huge skyscrapers so we had a blow up Godzilla that was walking through the the, the city knocking things over and stuff Plus the 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 people in the club were making little scenes that uh, well they were funny but I I, I can't go into the detail. <laughs> this is a G-rated show. Um. So w what we're trying to do is we've got the space we've got the train club where the, the, there seems to be a lot of interest for that but we'd also like to to do some like the comic cons that are. There's one huge one, Mid Ohio Con, that's here in town that we'd like to get involved in. There's uh, uh, local toy shows that we wouldn't mm -hmm. mind putting There's some Origins. displays in. Origins is coming up. Uh, we've got a Kosai here in town, and the, the the leader of the Kosai here in town, I think, is ran by uh, an ex one of, one of the teachers that went up in, in the in the shuttle? one of the space shuttles. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I thought I thought the president of it was one of the teachers that did go up and shuttle at one time, but I might be wrong. You're right. We do have right path. It's not too far away either. So the the venues I think are there, and I think there are enough interest within the group to do it. But we kind of like to either establish this as a separate group or maybe even as a sister group. Yeah, make yourself a sister. And um, one of the things also to try and do is get, uh, find a local motel. Uh, the local museum, hit them up. Okay. Because one of the great, one of the great things about trains is that they already have a base of uh, functions and things to do. There's usually a train show. You can go do something along the lines with that. Spaces got a disadvantage because there's really nothing for them to latch on in a typical place, in a typical town. So what you have to do is make opportunities and do that by going to scientific places like museums. Um, we're lucky enough to have a planetarium in North Carolina that's not too far away from here because it's got a great display there. Mm. Uh, if you can find something along the line, that, that's great to do. Strike something up with a movie theater. The reason why I say that is because um, movie theaters are really cool when respect. They have a lot of people go piling through during a day, and they have to. If you can get a display in a movie theater that's science fiction oriented to coincide with an opening of a movie, we're doing a display with uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. TV display. You know, just like the Lord of the Rings one. Actually, it's going to be half the size of the Lord of the Rings. 
But if you have that, a couple thousand people go through that a day just to go see the movie, and they'll pass by. So if you want to make exposure, theater actually is a very, very good place to go. And, uh, <sighs> and those were also great because they don't require a big dislike. You know, just a little, just a little couple of tables. Put that up there with movie props that you built, the movie things that you built. I kind of wish that I had the uh, dedication to actually try and spot movies like three months ahead and go through online and find out that I'm from building based on that would be really good. And you get free passes too when you do that. <laughs> so there's always that. People who are, you know, what's really cool is if you do ask and you help out general places, they will try and compensate you one way or another. And it's always, you know, that's appreciated, not necessarily a big deal for our club, but it's very much appreciated. So, you know, you guys probably have at least as much like you do, which is actually a lot. You guys have air shows? We've got one coming up in July, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, it's uh, mid-July in Dayton. Try and see if you can do something there. Especially since LEGO has that right flyer. Yeah. yeah. And the Red <laughs> Baron plane. So and the fuck with camel. Mm-hmm. So if you just... The idea is to get a profile up. Once you get a profile up, everything else will fall into place. But the first thing you got to do is just make it, make it known that you're there. Uh, you guys have a website? Yes. Make a Brick. page, put a page to the space group. I'm sorry? Uh, put off a page to, to the space group. Once you figure out what it is. Okay. okay. Give it just as much, well not just as much as you Andy, because the bad, we're, we're running into arguments between train and space right there. But, um, <laughs> I'm not even getting into that. Space! Space. Uh, uh, what's funny is that North Carolina's uh, NC Lug is actually an outgroup of the train club. <laughs> Every it other is or isn't? I missed that. Is Every single club out there in the country has an out, you know, has a branch that is the train club. Yeah. You know, the train club is the division of it. Now, in North Carolina, the train club is the main guy, and the users group is the split-off. So, so we, we're, we're a little backwards in that. But the great thing is, is that we're also very rogue, so that means we do lots of, lots of crazy things. But uh, just devote some um, web space for them, and you'll be okay. And just to keep the profile up. Well, cool. Now, once, now like I said, once you get the hot, uh, once you get the hot, let's try that again. Once you get the um, profile started up, you'll do fine. Um, also, ask about schools. You know, schools as in high schools, colleges, universities. High schools and colleges. Um, if you can go to colleges, surely there's an aerospace class somewhere. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, uh, aerospace geeks. Uh. You know, over at House of Bricks, there were people. There were. Members of the Lego community really, really, really scared of, of us going to House of Bricks. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, people were afraid. They were going, ah, you don't want to be with them. You <laughs> are them. You know, them. Science fiction fans? Yeah, them. Oh, sci-fi geeks. Oh, them? 
They're harmless. They're 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 bad. They're sci-fi geeks. If you change a couple words around, you get the word Lego geeks. Are you seeing what I'm seeing here, sir? No, they're evil. I, I think it's that whole. Did you see Star Trekkers? No, I didn't. <laughs> Go get a bottle of tequila. I'm running it some evening. <laughs> Every time you see a fat Klingon, take a drink. Oh, gosh. You'll so be uh, toasted in like 10 minutes. Golly. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that's probably where they're getting their sci fi. Oh, gosh. Stay away from those sci fi people. Yeah. Reference. But the great thing was, House of Bricks was a really, really convention today. And if you guys can get into a convention, go for it. Because it turns out the science fiction people are really open to seeing stuff like this. Okay. And after that, I mean, there's really not much else that comes to mind because it's, you guys are going to have meetings at the same time as the train group. I'm sorry, say that again? You're going to have meetings at the same time as the train group, correct? Well, we have been. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> we just gotta start, you know, doing our own, own display. That'll be the main one. Maybe even if we did a library here in town. That's another place. I mean, actually, if you can get in with, like, uh, check your malls, too. Malls have displays from time to time. Check up on that. Yeah, Tuttle. And uh, make sure you post any meetings or events. Send, our, send the news police off to who knows where to help you out. And... Well, often than not, we're going to have some good luck. But I bet if we queried uh, Tuttle Mall to do a display there, they'd want to charge us for the room. <laughs> it's their little hoity-toity there. Well, see, that's... Well, uh, you have to play a game. That's what it comes down to. You have to... Um, the best way to put it is that you've got to create a situation where they want you. And um, in this case, they'll probably mean you'll have to do displays and then work up to Because that's what... Um, that's what we did with um, our planetarium this week. We did, we did so many outrageous things. A neighboring museum sent us an email uh, about their interests. So, so you can take advantage of it. Yeah, but I really like the idea of a library or museum to start with. Yeah. Museums are actually really nice if you catch um, uh, um, what we best did. Get a hold of a museum schedule and see what exhibitions are coming up. It's really cool if you can customize your uh, display to a given exhibit or new exhibit that's coming to you. They will, they will be very, very interested in stuff like that. God, this thing slipped so far under my radar. What's that? House of Bricks. <laughs> I can't well, I mean, believe it slipped that far under. Yeah, I just saw those pictures too. Those were scary. <laughs> Um, you would have thought that would have just been a giveaway to everybody, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah the people in after parties. No, I, I remember you talking to this about me, but I just couldn't... It, it, it didn't didn't register. I, I, I don't know, for another discussion offline. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what, what happened with this one. I, I think Erica would have gone to this. I mean, it was up in Chicago, wasn't it? 
Yes, it was. Yeah, she would have loved to have gone. <laughs> yeah, I see the PG-13 warning on the uh, the, the after-party link, or the, yeah, the party links. <laughs> oh, man. Well, see, the uh, thing was, what was really neat was that there, if you take a look at the, um, the people shots and all, you'll see how many people uh, AFLs actually showed up. Yeah, a lot of faces I recognize, too. Yeah, small crowd, but an incredibly cool group. It was an... It was a great... Yeah, there's some scary shots in here, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Send me a link. <laughs> How did this one get on, uh... Up by the sensors on Bricklink? Oh, wait, it's on Maj. That's why. <laughs> Dave. Let's send him the link. Oh, no, not her. Oh, no, not her. She's a scary woman. <laughs> <laughs> She was scary. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you are. Yep, there I am. In the front. But it was an amazingly cool event. The uh, gentleman that's t that's uh, behind on, on your left, or not, you know, not if you face the picture, it's to the left, right next to Franco. Is that Franco? Felix? Felix. Felix is to my right. He's got the um, shoulder bag. Yes. Yes. Uh, the the guy standing by him. The guy standing by him, the, the guy with the white shirt? Yes. That's Dwayne Colica. He's the guy who he did... Came, um, he, he was just at one of our meetings. He's a great guy. He he came down... Um, yesterday, we had our, our one of our train meetings yesterday. Um, he came down... I, 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 I He may have told us he was coming, I don't remember. Yeah, he came down and... and, and Gave us uh, a spiel about some things. Uh, bricks on the brain, right? Yeah. Isn't that the nonprofit that he's trying to start? Yes. Joe, you still there? Hey, you there? Hey, you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> hey, I think we're going to call it a night. Yeah, surely you can edit, like, cut this down to a 10 minute thing, right? <laughs> Ten minutes? Hell, this might be our longest podcast ever. It's up to uh, an hour twenty so far. Woohoo! People are going to go, what? Hey, okay. I, I, I think we talked about a lot of great things, though, so I, I think it will keep people interested. Very short. Actually, Dave, Dave's been a great editor. Both of us from looking completely stupid. We sound so good after the edits. Well, and, and you're going to you look completely intelligent? Boy, the way I talk, I don't think so. Yeah, you've heard us tonight, and, uh... Yeah, we sound so much more intelligent after the edits. <laughs> well, you know, if you get rid of all the verbs in my sentences, I think you end up having slightly more intelligible word uh, sentences. Um... Can you recut me into a song? Into a song? Yeah. Uh, I'm not that good. <laughs>